Sunday. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. to the Ambassador Podcast, a resource created by a community of Christians seeking to represent God to a watching world in humility, unity, and boldness. Our goal is to educate, be educated, encourage, be encouraged, challenge, and be challenged as we pursue a heavenward perspective of God's heart for racial equity and reconciliation rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ambassador Podcast. I am your host, Derek Cole, and I'm excited to be bringing y'all the fourth and the last installment of our four-week special on Black History Month. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I have enjoyed uh, this last month with uh, y'all, my guests here and my audience. This has been a fun time just diving into uh, some black history, some contribution, uh, and and the importance of celebrating this month. Uh, The one thing I hope you guys take from this this, uh, series is that you don't see this as just something to do and then stop, but we want this to be something that kind of informs uh, who you are, what you're doing, what you're a part of, and this encourages you, man, to, to kind of propel this this knowledge you've learned and things you've engaged in uh, to impact you throughout the rest of the uh, 11 months of the year. So as you know, this is a collab with Christian Soldier Podcast. My co-host here, Abdullah, uh, you may know him. He has this Christian Soldier Podcast, a platform where he also talks about uh, tough issues, kind of like the ambassador. So if you are around those podcast streets, head over to Christian Soldier and give my man a listen. Uh, If you've been following along with the podcast, then you know that we normally have a rhythm of releasing episodes every other week on Mondays. But for this month of February, we have been releasing... Uh, every single week, and not on Mondays, but on Wednesdays. Man, we wanted to make February special as we dive into some great topics and bring people along through four special episodes where we discussed in the first week the importance of Black History Month, the second week how to celebrate Black History Month, last week Black Contribution, and this week, the final week, we will be talking about local Black history. And so when we say local black history, you guys know we are based in Ames, Iowa. And I know what you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you're not not from the area, you know, you don't know nothing about it. Is there black history in Ames, Iowa? And the answer is a um, profound yes. And so we want to dive into some of that. Uh, My my co-host here that you've been listening to this whole month, Abdullah Mohammed and Dr. Anthony Jones, uh, they have been long term Ames residents. And so there's nobody better to talk about this topic than these guys. And so I'm so gracious that they are here uh, to do so. So I just want to open this up really quick, dive right in, y'all. You two have been here for a really long time. And and as you guys speak, you can go ahead and name the amount of years that it's been. Uh, I know you're like, as you're thinking about it, you're like, dang, I was here. (laughs) (laughs) Was it how how long? But as you as you've been here, you've learned a lot, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot, you know. And so on a real basic level, 
from your own perspective, how would you tell this story of local black history here in Ames uh, and kind of where you fall in the mix of it all? Hmm. Um, I So if I had to give a word to it, First, I would say the word that comes to mind about the the black history in our Ames, Iowa context is surprising. Mm. <laughs> right? So so surprising for a few different reasons. One, surprising because of the depth and the richness of what is here. Mm-hmm. And then two, surprising because of even in the midst of all that depth and richness, we still have a long, long way to go. Mm-hmm. So um, I came here. I came here in nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. No. So, <laughs> so I first came here as a um, visiting, right, mm-hmm. uh, in nineteen eighty nine. So, and then I ended up coming to college here in nineteen ninety. Um, so I came here like on a on a visit. My high school girlfriend came to Iowa State, and so you know, <laughs> so I came, I came to yeah. Iowa. So yeah. It's a lot of recruitment, of course, right, of course, of right course. there. But I was headed to Morehouse. Wow. Yeah, okay. I was I was actually going to Atlanta. ATL, <laughs> you know? Georgia. So, um, and, you know, my aunt, my aunt worked for Spelman College, and she worked for one of the, uh, um, one of MLK's uh, daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I was going to go to, I was going to go live with her and go to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came to Iowa State, and, and I came as, as, as a visit, and, you know, when I came on campus— the campus is a beautiful campus. It's a mm-hmm. gorgeous campus. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of those schools in the movies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so because it was a beautiful campus and because my girlfriend was here, mm-hmm. I came here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's a decision that I still think about frequently. <laughs> and quite frankly, half of me regrets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be real ground yeah. about it. You know, yeah, half, half of me regrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did not? Mm-hmm. If I knew then what I know now, Right. I would not come here. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I also can't say that because mm-hmm. I met my phenomenal wife and have my amazing come family. On, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, you win know, in the end, bro. It's yep. yeah, it's 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 God is sovereign and he superintends and mm-hmm. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um but the, the the history here when you know when I came here, um I didn't really know about other than the only person that I knew about that was really, for example, doing things for the cause of black students and black folks at first at Iowa State was um, Dr. George Jackson, Dr. Clemmy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that was the power couple, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are actually a few of them, but that was the only one that I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. Another power couple was Wayne and Wayne and Edna Clinton. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Clinton came here to coach or to, to to be a teacher and a coach in the '60s, yeah. and they're still here. Yeah, and they yeah. are they are an absolute juggernaut of a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. are you know just amazing like grandparent mentors yeah. now. You know, yeah. um, so we'll get to them in a minute. Yeah, but, yeah, but, we'll, but, we'll get there. But that's that's yeah. that's what you know when I first got. Here, there, there was just that, and then there was this bubbling undercurrent because it was the '90s, yep. and we, you know, we just come off the era of Public Enemy and a lot of the consciousness hip hop mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. and so a lot of us tribe uh-huh. conquest, right? Uh-huh. X Clan, De La Soul. Uh-huh. A lot of us came in with that energy. Yep. You know, we came in with our X, our X sweatshirts <laughs> and our X hoodies, and uh-huh. you know, our uh-huh. African American uh-huh. College Alliance yep. gear. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And the and, 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 right. Yep. And so, yep. and so, and yeah. Cross colors, uh-huh. right? So we came 
came in with that energy, right? Yep. Um, actually, Angela Davis he visited one year, and she called us the Berkeley of the Midwest. Wow. <laughs> because we came in with a fire. Wow. Yep. You know? Yep. And Angela so, and, mm-hmm. and the fire mm-hmm. was, we came in looking at all of the different ways that um, the black experience was marginalized and we weren't recognized, yep. you know? And, like, we even called it... A nickname pejoratively Iowa State Undiversity. <laughs> wow, you know. Yeah. So, and we're gonna get to some of the things that we did, but that's kind of how I got here in the in the soil that was kind of happening for why I was surprised. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, DJ? Yeah, you know, Abdul actually took the word right out of my mouth, surprising, and I was like, hmm, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but then another word came to me, and that was um, humbling. Mm. And the reason I use humbling because you know. I don't know about know about your experience, but you know when you're when you're at home, you know you go through high school, you're pretty, you know, you're going to college, and so you're probably on the you know upper echelon in terms of you know your community. Everybody's proud of you going to college and things like that. And so in my life, when I left Montgomery, Alabama, I had no idea that this place even existed. Mm. Yeah. And so I uh, got on a Greyhound bus, 27, 26 hours. And I talked about that in one of the episodes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had no idea that this place existed. And so mm-hmm. uh, when I came up here, it was a, a very humbling experience, not only just from representation, but weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so on, uh, you, a beautiful campus yeah. in the summer. <laughs> yeah, you're in the south. That weather hits you that hot on your back. Yes. Like, yes. So I, I had like a starter's jacket, a Lakers Yeah. Starter's jacket. <laughs> your behind was freezing. You, you know you got to get your up. winter gear for Iowa, from Iowa. You can't be breaking. I'm just talking about how raw I was. Like, you know, I was uh-huh. like, okay, I'm going to college. Uh-huh. I just had a starter's jacket, yep. you know, for when it get a little cold. Yep. I had no yep. idea, man. And so um, I was actually, I actually found out about this place from Al Campbell. Mm. And Al Campbell, you know, he's from Montgomery, Alabama. And it's interesting, you know, it's humbling because the more that I dig and learn more about the history of black people uh, in Ames, Iowa, I see a lot of connection, interestingly, uh, with Alabama uh, being a connection. And so Al Campbell was the, I think he was the interim uh, director of Minority Student Affairs at that Mm -hmm. time. And he was Mm -hmm. visiting my my high school counselor. Uh, But anyway, that's how I got up here was through Al Campbell. Uh, talking to my counselor and told us about the George Washington Carver Scholarship. And so I call it a humbling experience uh, when I got here. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and again, I came in <laughs> 1992, the summer, uh, summer program, summer enrichment program mm-hmm. uh, here, and a lot of history with that program as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Carver Academy. Carver Academy. Yeah, yeah, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a lot of uh, people that I met uh, through uh, the SEC program that summer. Very humbling experience. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, yeah, I, I found my way coming to Iowa by way of a basketball scholarship. Mm. You know, had it not been for that orange pill, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even be up here. You know, mm-hmm. like it's and it's and it's a, a strange thing, you know, because I come here uh, and Abdul, like you, I meet my wife here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, University of our right now we are we are in Ames, Iowa, Iowa State University. I went to the rival school, University of Iowa, and the funny thing is, you know, like. Now being on Iowa State's campus and coming out here, like I, I, I find myself, you know, like giving compliments <laughs> about the about the university, and and then one of my one of my the only thing I could like bring myself to say, like I, I remember 
you know, being on staff here at, at Cornerstone Church, the Salt Company, like we reached college students, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, one day we as a staff team went to this store, you know, down like the bookstore down on campus, and, and everybody gets to gets to get some gear. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I'm walking in all uncomfortable, sweating in my pits, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know about any of this, man. Uh, but I end up grabbing like this super neutral, just black crew neck, <laughs> long sleeve shirt, <laughs> and it says the word state on it. <laughs> just the word like like just state, state yep, in white yep. letters, and then it has like the year it was established uh, under that, right? And so like it's the most basic thing you can you can ever imagine. Uh, but man, when you walk around Iowa State campus, it's arguably one of the most beautiful, like, like you mm-hmm. said, you know, in the, you know, summer, spring, fall months, like it's probably it's one of the campus. most beautiful campuses yeah. Yeah. that you'll run into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bro, check this out. Here's how long I've been here. Just, yeah. just When I first came, for example, when I met your in-laws and I came to Cornerstone Church, I think your wife was about nine or ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. You don't throw out dates much, but, you, but you're getting closer. You're getting closer. All right. Uh, so let's talk about, so last, last episode, we talked about some just overall black contribution mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Black History Month. But as we look local and we think about local black history, uh, we can't do so without naming some of the some of the more you know popular and profound names that have come through here and had mm-hmm. an impact here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what I want to do is talk about some key figures from history a little bit, and I want to bring this thing back and, and talk about some of the more uh, uh, current people who are also in the fight, join the fight, and have moved some things forward. Um, but let's think about some of the historical figures right now. Like, I don't know how many of the listeners know who are from Ames, Iowa know that, number one, there's an Ames History Museum. (laughs) It's located downtown Ames, Iowa. Uh, I use the term downtown loosely, but it is downtown (laughs) Ames, Iowa. Uh, And it's this Ames History Museum. And just recently, within the last year, in 2021, (laughs) uh, there was revealed this mural uh, down there of some key historical Ames, Iowa black figures. And so if you ever get time, if you're listening and you're and you're from the Ames, Iowa area, you should you should go down there. It's right off of Main Street, the Ames History Museum. And if you uh, go back on the north side of the back side of their building, they have this mural now uh, of these of these key black figures, uh, which I think is really cool. We mentioned uh, Wayne and Edna Clinton, and they were actually key figures in getting this thing up and going. Shout out to them one more time. Yes. Uh, And we'll probably do that again (laughs) throughout this episode coming up. Uh, But on this mural, there are, I believe, nine figures on this mural. Uh, And I'm just going to list them. George Washington Carver is on that mural. uh, Willa Ewing is on that mural. Jack Trice, that name should sound familiar to a lot of people (laughs) listening in, Mm -hmm. is on that mural. Walter Madison is on there. James Herman Banning is on there. Archie and Nancy Martin and John and Nellie Ship, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we think about some of these historical figures... Uh, I want to I want to point out for sure just like a couple of these fans I listed. So Archie and Nancy Martin and John and Nellie Ship, like talking about 
black history in Ames, Iowa, like these families were crucial when it came to like, you know, you're talking about coming from Alabama, Dr. Jones, Mm -hmm. and you coming to Ames, Iowa, and you're trying to get your bearings into a place that's super unfamiliar, Mm -hmm. like everything from the culture to the food to the weather, right? Mm -hmm. right? Literally everything. And it was families like Archie and Nancy Martin and John and Nellie Shipp that back in the day received students like Dr. Jones mm-hmm. when students like Dr. Jones couldn't live on campus. Yep. Crazy. Right. You know? Crazy. Right. So when black students were coming to Ames, Iowa, to the Iowa State University, and couldn't go to the halls, to the dorms, mm-hmm. <laughs> and stay mm-hmm. on campus, mm-hmm. the Martins and the Ships opened their doors to receive said students mm-hmm. so that they could have an opportunity on campus, right? Yeah. And so if you guys have heard of the Martin House that's on Lincoln Way and is still there currently, that's yeah. Archie and Nancy Martin's house. It's, it's, it started there, right? And what yeah. they did is was they would house black male Iowa State students when they were not allowed to live on campus. And then now there's even a hall on Iowa State's campus called Martin Hall, yeah. right? Um, where where students can live in now. And then John and Nellie Shipp did the same exact thing, but not for black men, but for black women that came to right. mm-hmm. uh, to Iowa State's campus. Uh, and their home was on Sherman Avenue. You know, and, and so when I think of when I think of them, those names can kind of go under the radar, mm-hmm. right? But you but but you heard of the Jack Trices, you heard of the George Washington Carvers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you guys have any insight on that, like I, I don't know if you guys know the background on Jack Trice and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff to kind of mm-hmm. shed some light on that. Mm-hmm. But when I think of uh, these key figures like the Martins and the Ships, mm-hmm. I think they they do something for me. I like they hit something, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that says, man. Uh, what better way to contribute to the advancement in, in, in society here in Ames, Iowa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, so if I could say a little bit more about the ships or the, or the Martins and the ships, because that, um, I, w- I was thinking about them in terms of the, the local history too. And so if you're, if you're listening and you're from the Ames or, or familiar with the Ames area, um, 218 Lincoln Way is where that house is. That house, again, that house still stands. Mm-hmm. My wife actually lived in that house when we, when we were undergrads because wow. huh. that was the soccer house. Wow. Yeah. Really? So yeah, she played soccer yep. Yep. Uh, for for the university, and so mm-hmm. that was that was the the huh. soccer house huh. because it was big enough to have the whole you know. And so um, that yeah, and so I I've been in that house and wow. you know whatever, wow. uh, and and um, the ships were actually. The 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 daughter and the son-in-law of the Martins, huh. you know. So uh, so the family was related. Mm-hmm. So there. So the 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 one house on two eighteen Lincoln Way, the Martin house, the ship house, basically is where the McDonald's parking lot is right now. Yep, huh. <laughs> that's where their house was. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Jay, they they you know they they housed black uh, male and female students who who couldn't come, who couldn't live in the dorms. So check this out: uh, you live in storms, right? You live in storms. I live in Nap. You live in Nap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Nap storms dorms and in in, in in on campus. Um, the the president at the time, the um, whose name was Storms, right? Mm-hmm. So President Storms mm-hmm. would get frequent petitions <laughs> from like this is back in nineteen ten or so from yeah. W. E. B. Du Bois. Wow. You know, really? and and you know what his petition was? 
you mentioned earlier in, in, in um, you mentioned in the last episode about the do the right thing. Yeah. About Sal. Yeah. How come in the brothers on the wall, man? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah. So WEB petitioned President Storms for the exact same thing mm. because Iowa State let black students in, yep. but didn't let them sleep uh, stay in the dorms. Yep. And so WEB petitioned, you know, President Storms was like, uh, Storms. <laughs> How come I make a black was in the dorms, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so here's here's what here's here's part of what Storm said in reply to one of those letters. He said. <clears throat> He said, Negro students are entirely welcome at the institution. They have no discourtesy whatever shown them by fellow students or others. And then he, he continued to say, it's not always easy for Negro students to find room and boarding accommodations except where there are enough rooms and boards together. Mm. Basically, he was saying, well, there's not enough room for them to have a dorm of their own. We can come to the university, but we were still considered inferior enough that we, that we couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so basically, these folks had to find alternative arrangements, and then here's where the Martins and the ships, you know, stepped in. And so, yeah, that, that's, to me, that's just an amazing, an amazing story. And we didn't allow, in our university, allow black folks in the dorms until the 1940s. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's incredible. Do you have any insight on that, DJ? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we didn't gloss over the fact, like, as you were sharing the stories about the Martins and the ships, of this idea of why they had to do what they they did in terms of receiving uh, black uh, college students. And I remember, you know, the first time I heard about Jack Trice and, you know, um, coming to Iowa State, you know, they put Jack Trice and George Washington Carver in your face constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the more that I learned about the story, you know, that was new information to me, uh, especially in terms of what Iowa State usually pre- presented to us at that yeah. time. But then I found out that Jack Trice, of course, he received the hosp- hospitality from the Martins, but mm-hmm. that he also lived in the basement of uh, of uh, the gym oh, right wow. next yeah, right wow. next to um, mm-hmm. right next to campus. And so he actually, as a star athlete, he couldn't live with the rest of his teammates. Wow! And so he lived in in the basement of uh, Byer Byer Hall right there. Wow! Uh, state gym, state gym, actually. <clears throat> and so that was that was like shocking to me in terms of like the promotion of of Jack Trice because we constantly were embedded with this message of you know the field is named after Jack Trice. Yeah. Um, you know there are stories in terms of how that stadium was even uh, named. The reason behind the stadium was being named, and we we'll probably get into that a little bit yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Has something to do with Cat Hall. Mm-hmm. Probably won't go there too much. But oh yeah, we gotta, we, we gotta go, we gotta go there. <laughs> Just do it. Just keep we gotta going. go there. Keep, yeah. keep going. Bridge, keep going. bridge it all together. Yeah. Bridge it all together. But the fact that he wasn't allowed to. Um, live in the dorms, and he was contributing uh, to Iowa State in terms of practice, in mm-hmm. terms of what his preparation was for the uh, famous game yeah. uh, that, you know, that yeah, ultimately took his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that he, he didn't live in the dorms. I also connect that to, you know, I mentioned the summer enrichment program. Uh, and again, uh, Dr. George Jackson, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, but the intent of the program was to be able to get uh, students of color together mm-hmm. just to prepare them for the fall. Right. And so mm-hmm. we lived in Friley Hall. It was very intentional how it was structured so we can be near campus. But we were we lived in the same like, you know, the same hallway. Mm-hmm. 
And every day we gathered together and we took part in understanding Iowa State culture mm. with each other. Mm. Had no idea that once the fall started, we were all going to be dispersed across mm-hmm. campus. But the whole idea was to get us ready for uh, what was about to happen yeah, in yeah, the fall. Yeah. And so yeah. I connect a lot of those things, you know, with the sh- with the ships and uh, the Martins and what they done and then what they did and then what yeah. uh, the Jacksons and the Hills and yeah. Camels and a lot of uh, those folks did uh, as to prepare us coming to Iowa State. Man, and isn't it interesting that in that story of Jack, of Jack Trice, isn't it interesting that how we talk about? So I knew the story of him, you know, obviously, you know, getting killed on the field. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about Jack Trice, we talk about what happened to him on the field. Yep. We or the university doesn't talk about what the university did to him. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So that's that, my that's my first time hearing that. Yeah. About yeah. where he, where he could and couldn't live and yep. living yeah. in the basement. Same. You know? Same. Yep. But I've heard the Jack Trice story. Yeah. Heard Jack. Yep. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yep. So wow. yeah. Here's, here's what they did to him. Yeah. But we're gonna just ignore what we did to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So so let's talk about that a little bit too, right? Because so the death of Jack Trice was in the 1920s. Yep. Around the 19, 1923 or early nineteen mm-hmm. twenties, mm-hmm. but the name of the stadium doesn't change until the nineteen nineties. Yeah, nineteen nineties. Yeah, yeah, and not even on behalf of like a community of Ames, but on behalf of a small portion of students that would petition. For the name change. That's right. Yep. Right? That's right. And they would petition and petition. And once it broke through, it was like, hey, we won't change the name of the entire stadium. Yep. But we'll give the field, the field. Yep. to Jack Trice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later on that the entire stadium actually became Jack Trice Stadium. Yep. But after, not because the community felt like, oh man, this would be <laughs> the right thing to do, <laughs> but because again, on the backs of students, Right, who were saying, who were receiving this information, learning about the institution, learning about uh, this this guy Jack Trice, and being yeah. like, something's got to give. Yeah, and it's man, the power of the next generation, and just this 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 focus, this push, right? And I think this speaks to Black history in general. Yeah. where like had yes. had we just stopped, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. you know, had we just stopped at. Uh, reconstruction. Had we just stopped mm-hmm. at 40 acres and a meal, which never mm-hmm. happened, by the way. Right. Yep. And had we just yep. stopped at like 1964 civil rights, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all we'd have is is, is, that. is, is that. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like there's there's never this this real uh, internalization, mm-hmm. this real heart change of saying, hey, we have a moment and we have an opportunity. Let's do the right, full, and good thing now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, right, full, and good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. like, this this perpetual push is something that these students at Iowa State realized needed to happen. Yep. And it's a perpetual push that I think, um, man, black people in general in America mm-hmm. uh, are embodying, and, 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 and it is a necessary thing. Yep. Over yeah. time and time Absolutely. again, we see that this is necessary. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the, that's the nature of progress, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Frederick Douglass himself said it best, power concedes nothing without demand. Mm-hmm. It never did, and it never will. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the, that's the, in, in all, in, 
everything we're talking about. We're talking about there was a way that things were, and people just accepted it and were completely fine with it right. until until a small group of folks said, hey, wait a minute, this is not right. Something's amiss. Mm-hmm. And then that group got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the critical mass became too too difficult to ignore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the story of so much of our right. of our narrative in, in, in America. Right. But it's also so much of the narrative of humanity itself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about how the Revolutionary War happened. Same right. concept, right? right? Mm-hmm. Power concedes nothing without demand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost a law of the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes me think, you know, when you were talking about just the, the power and the impact of college students, right? And, you know, you, you have to give credit. And I keep going back to the theme of the ships and the Martins. Got to make sure they're sheltered. Got to make sure they're fed mm-hmm. so they can be empowered to, to impact. Right. Yeah. And whatever they're doing on campus, right? right? Yeah. And right. so I think about that. Like when I came in 1992 in the summer program. Which is, not to gloss over that, which is which is the bare minimum. The bare minimum, uh, right? That we're, that like we're talking mm. about for, you know, students and success yep. today, yep. right? In mm-hmm. like, in, in K through 12, yep. you know, mm-hmm. public schools. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, food, shelter, shelter. Proper, proper living condition right. is what is what precedes mm-hmm. uh, uh, proper performance right. in school. Absolutely. You know? And here, like, like in early Iowa State history, right, is like being withheld mm-hmm. intentionally <laughs> yep. from particular students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And, and I was just going to say, you know, so shelter, food, you're taking care of, you got your basic needs met. But then the ability to kind of like uh, shock the system to wake you up. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember in, in 92, and it had to be my second, third week <laughs> in Ames. And uh, there was an event that happened in Des Moines. There was something happened in Des Moines. There was a shooting at the, uh, like a local Denny's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, the person got out or whatever, and the report came out. It was all over the news that uh, the person who had, you know, shot up in the Denny's was a black person in a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, word got back to Iowa State campus. And so you have, you know, you always have some some upperclassmen who are just aware, you know, and just <laughs> ready to prepare you. And so this message got back across campus. Now, this is summer. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, hey, we're going to take a we're going to take a van, Iowa State van down. We're going to get a bunch of guys to come together. Mm-hmm. And all of us, you got a hoodie. I want you to put a hoodie on. Wow. And then we're going to go down to the Capitol mm-hmm. to let them know, you know, you you misrepresenting uh, with this uh, analogy that you just can't say a black person in a hoodie. In a hoodie. Wow. Right. So I had no idea. You know, I'm new, trying to still, you know, get acclimated to campus. And so I jump on this van <laughs> with a bunch of brothers in the hoodies. Oh, boy. You know, when I had a it's hoodie. Like At bus. least had, we got on the bus and went down, mm-hmm. to, went down mm-hmm. to Des Moines. But again, that was my first lesson in terms of advocating and the power of, you know, like I said, it's humbling when I reflect back on it, mm-hmm. is to, to uh, be able to, for others before you, to teach you how to advocate. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Right. It wasn't me. I wasn't in a hoodie down in Des Moines shooting Mm -hmm. up a Denny's. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that I can't I have to participate in what's going on. And and I was constantly as the more I reflect, Abdul, I I keep reminding myself of things that happen. You're passing by and that is is a group of black people just just aware and just trying to wake you up as a young person. Right. To participate in this movement. And that happened a lot. It did. uh, did. On Iowa State campus. It happened a whole lot. It it happened. 
it happened. So this is also local black history, right? It happened <laughs> yep. with things like, uh, and, and we mentioned, I think it was the first episode of, of our series about getting BET, Black Entertainment yep. Television, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. At the time, the cable company didn't carry it. Yep. And so, you know, um, Dr. Jackson and Al Campbell, they're recruiting these students from all over the country, yep. right? And give us some, at least one comfort of home. One of the comforts of home was BET. Yep. And so we we ended up petitioning the cable company mm-hmm. to no avail, to no avail. And and I forget how it how it broke, but they said, okay, we won't give you all of BET. We'll at least give you um, a couple of hours at night. So they gave us Video Soul. Remember <laughs> yep, that? Video Soul. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So, wow. so, so basically, wow. so basically, the the, 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 the yeah. cable the cable company, whatever channel it was, you know, from like seven o'clock to ten thirty or whatever it was, was just whatever was on BET that time. Yep. Wow. And then that lasted for eh, a little a few years, mm-hmm. and then it went away completely. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then didn't actually change until. Um, I want to say the mid, the mid like '96 or so. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and so there's, and there was, there was the blackout mm-hmm. on campus about those kind of things. There's a blackout about how black students were being treated um, on campus by professors yep. and how we were being treated in the residence halls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you know, and then there was 1995. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and the September 29th movement mm-hmm. and the renaming of Old Botany Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and to 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 what is now Carrie Chapman Cat Hall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was a huge, huge deal Major. because mm-hmm. Carrie Chapman Cat was the suffragist. Um, and anyone who knows anything about the feminist movement knows that the feminist movement was a movement for white women, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the black women were systematically shut out of the the the, the feminist movement in, in, in that regard. But uh, Carrie Chapman Catt said some very very not good mm-hmm. and disparaging things about black women and black people in general. Mm-hmm. And so you know there was there were a lot of us, and I say us because I was there. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of us who were not down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happened was a few students, you know, Milton McGriff, Marion Wanwison, mm-hmm. and um, Alan uh, Alan Nosworthy mm-hmm. started the September 29th movement in mm-hmm. 1995, and they really, really, really hit hot and heavy yep. in opposing the naming of the renaming of Cat Hall, mm-hmm. and it got, it got serious, made yep. national news. Mm-hmm. Alan went on a on a Gandhi style uh, hunger strike. Wow, ended up in the hospital. Wow. Yeah, ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. because yep. because because. You know, and, and I was never a member of the September 29th movement. You know, um, I was just kind of tertiary at that point. Mm-hmm. But there were those of us who were like, "Yeah, no, that's that's just no, no." You know, but all of the, there was there was plenty of those kind of things that we did all around the cause of fairness, justice, and equity. Yep, yep, yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, moving the episode along, um, I want to segue into a different segment, right? So, so we've talked about some of this history. <clears throat> And we've name dropped a couple of names who are still around even, <laughs> you know? And so I want to spend some time talking about them a little bit, right? Um, the historical figures of Ames and the current figures in names, right? And I think they're, they're worthy of having some of their, their work and contributions uh, applauded, right? And so uh, I'm going to just toss it right back. You guys mentioned Wayne and Edna Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I remember uh, a couple years back, uh, you know, I was, I've only been living in Ames for the last four years, going on five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, got back in like 
2017 from playing basketball overseas. And so going on this may will be five years being, uh, being back in, back in the States, being in Ames, Iowa. And I remember the first lunch I got with Wayne Clinton, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sat down with Wayne at this restaurant, got to hear his story, right? Got to hear um, about his time here coming to Ames, Iowa, becoming a, uh, I think he, he taught like um, social studies yeah, or something like studies, that yes, in, uh-huh. in in the middle school, Ames Middle School, right? Yep. Uh, he was coach. People were calling him coach, coach you know, yep. that I met around, met around the area. Uh, and just the other day, I had this uh, this guy come to my house, and and you know my 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 water heater had broke, and so I needed him to come over and fix the water heater. He's he's one of my brothers here at the church, um, uh, you know, white guy, and he comes in, and you know he's listening to the ambassador podcast. He's saying all this kind of stuff, and it's like what he's listening to, learning to all this kind of thing. And I think I mentioned Wayne on one of our episodes previously, and he said when I was in middle school. Wayne was the first black teacher I ever had. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I learned about Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, all these different cats from the civil rights movement, right? Because of Wayne Clinton, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I sat down with Wayne Clinton for that lunch, you know, he he would go on to say like, yo, the public school district didn't even have an avenue to teach black history mm-hmm. before I, before he had come mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in the sixties, yep. 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 <laughs> you know? And so he was, he was groundbreaking in what he was coming in teaching. He was groundbreaking in the curriculum, which he mm-hmm. had to write himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he was groundbreaking in representation mm-hmm. uh, and, and he was groundbreaking in, you know, creating and establishing, Authority as a black man in names Iowa in the public school district, yep. you know, and so like this is this is my first taste of mm-hmm. <laughs> of, yeah. of 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 black history made real and tangible, right? That we can see the impact, you know, over you know forty fifty years ago, and then to to now, you yep. know, in this in this man Wayne Clinton, and so I, I I know y'all got your 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 own stories, and so I want I want to pass it to y'all and say, man, like who. Who who are you recognizing? Who are you applauding? Uh, and what have they done? Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, just to you know, just to, to um, bounce off of what you said about uh, Coach Clinton. Most people know him as Coach Clinton, mm-hmm. the coach, coach, you know, mm-hmm. state champion, Coach Fred Horberg. But I'm glad that you talked about Wayne Clinton, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. yes, because most people overlook that. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely want to just kind of put an exclamation point on that. Mm-hmm. And the impact and the energy is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been impressed with with Coach Clinton and Ms. Clinton, Ms. Edna Clinton, of their energy to be there, to be present, uh, and let their voice and present be known. Mm-hmm. And and so I've always appreciated. And again, there are some others that we'll we'll mention and give a shout out to, but I just really appreciate, you know, their um advocacy, uh, their contribution even from the sixties, uh, all the ups and downs and changes of aims and, and the struggles and aims, uh, but to still be present and to still be willing to be involved uh, to advocate That's right. uh, for black people in aims. And not just black people. They're, they're involved in so many things, but just in terms of representation, yep. just to give a shout out to yep. the Clintons. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, oh gosh, there's a, there, there's a few folks. There, there's a Clint, the Clintons. Um, one of those I think about is uh, Miss Anita Rollins. Yeah. 
you know, Miss Anita, she's now on the city council of Ames. She's also, I believe, so she's the first black woman on, on the city council ever, mm-hmm. right? And I believe she was the first black woman because she also served on, a, on the school board years ago. Yeah. And I, I believe she was the first black woman on the school board as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so and so I think about people like her um, and, you know, then Vern Hawkins. Yep. You know, or um, you know the 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 folks the folks over at Iowa State. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Johnson, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Johnson. You yeah. know, um, so there, there are plenty of those folks who are still kind of on the front lines, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, and, and I so <laughs> I have a joke and then a serious one. <laughs> the joke is this: <laughs> the joke is, <laughs> I think at Cornerstone Church, I think I was the first black person at this church. Mm-hmm. You know, t- check the record on that. Ask your father-in-law, but but I think I may have been. We'll check the record. <laughs> check the record. We'll check it. I was for sure the first black person on the worship team. Wow. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and but, you, and but, you still got the reputation. <laughs> and we still try to call you back. <laughs> But but when I you know when I, my, 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 my wife my wife still sings your song. <laughs> oh, that's dope. She's like, I remember that dude on stage and he was singing that song. Oh, I can't sing, so I'm not gonna sing it. Uh, but. So so but there was so like when I first came you know, to 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 this church, um, there was another another couple, another interracial couple, you know. Um, and like they maybe came around the same time we did. We kind of happened to see them in the in the Albany. Hey, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, but that that was the joke. One, the serious one is is our illustrious brother right here, Doctor Jones. Come on now, mm. you know. So give my man his flowers. So give this man his flowers. I mean, you know, this you know this brother was 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 um, uh, uh, what vice principal of the middle school. First, so first black man to do that, and then also, you know, our, as our current director, director, director of equity, and you know, in in that role. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and in and in that and in those roles, not just forwarding the cause of equity for black students, mm-hmm. forwarding the cause of equity for all marginalized students, mm-hmm. and and making sure that. All of our students, regardless of mm-hmm. background, mm-hmm. have the fairest shake in our, you know, in our school. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's a thing we can't like we can't, you know. Yeah, bro, I I, I greatly appreciate you mm-hmm. for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's really cool to see you step into those uh, positions because I mean, when I think about where we came from as students, you know, yeah, as, yeah. as little mm-hmm. whippersnappers, mm-hmm. And, and you know, yep. and now we're grown men doing yep. serious work, uh-huh. and so mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But thanks, man. You know, I can't. You know, thank you for that. It, it makes me think about others who have modeled for me, and so you know, I I, I actually think that Dr. Clement Jackson was the first, you know, equity director in the district. And at that time, again, we talked about her husband, Dr. George Jackson, and we mentioned Dr. Clement Jackson earlier, but she served as the uh, director of uh, alternative learning program mm-hmm. in Ames all, more than 25, 26 years. And so, uh, and she was definitely a boss, and she let her voice be known at that mm-hmm. time, advocating for students way before it was even a popular thing yeah. uh, to do diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And yeah. so definitely a shout out 
uh, to uh, Dr. Clemmy Jackson. Uh, someone else that comes to mind uh, is Dr. Uh, Thomas Hill, mm. uh, who Ooh, was yeah, uh, VP, Student yeah. Affairs That's here right. at Iowa State. Right. Right. You know, him and Dr. Jackson, they rolled uh, together. <laughs> yeah, they did. And so uh, you see one, of the, and just, you know, they just, you know, like true, like mm. uncles, like you sit around them and hear them talk. They just made you feel comfortable being yourself. And so yeah. uh, shout out to them. And if I give a shout out to Dr. Jackson, I got to give, uh, give a shout out to his uh, right-hand person, uh, Thelma oh, yeah. Harden. That's right. That's right. Uh, Miss mm. Emma Harden is still mm-hmm. doing her thing at Iowa State. Dr. Barbara Woods, uh, Dr. David uh, Inyang, and Cheryl Inyang. And so they, right. they roll. And then, you know, we talked about Vernon. And of course, we got to give a shout out mm-hmm. to his wife, Dolores. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's funny because you think about, you know, especially working in the school district, uh-huh. you know, um, I was excited. We had started a Connect program, mm-hmm. which was, you know, connecting uh, middle school students and high school students to the university, kind of encouraged them to go to college, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I pulled Ms. Yang Yang to the side and I say, you know, hey, you know, we got this Connect program. And she was like, honey, we started that way back in. <laughs> What I said earlier, I would say it's very humbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, they were already doing the things that we are trenches. recreating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and bringing up again. And so uh, I really appreciate uh, being able to have those connections. Uh, yeah. With that. Well, and even, yeah. even, even you mentioned all those names. We got to mention Miss Vanessa Baker Latimer. Oh, we got to mention Miss Vanessa. Yes, holding mm-hmm. down know, the city. Holding down, you know, at the at the city. Yep. She's kind of the a, a lot of the backbone of a lot of the mm-hmm. city celebrations for Dr. King Absolutely. and 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 all, you know. So so yeah. So and Not then too. and then I'm an. I'm going to give you the alley oop on this one. All right. We got to talk about people like Pastor Turan. Oh, most definitely. And and and. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a a, a perfect, I mean, because, again, in terms of my spiritual walk, you know, he Mm -hmm. is one of the people I would consider like my spiritual father, Mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, in Ames. Uh, But, you know, just think about the impact of college students. So we got to talk about uh, the group of students coming together to create the Gospel Soul Innovators Mm -hmm. on campus. And the whole dynamics of this story is that they wanted to have a place of worship just like what you know, their home, like at home, like yeah. at home. So they came together uh-huh. and created the Gospel Soul Innovator, a bunch of college students from the Gospel Soul Innovators. You know, they connected and, and started having church at the Black Cultural Center wow. uh, on Welch. On Welch, yeah. And then you know they was having services there. Then they put their funds together and they were able to get a pastor. And I think the first pastor there uh, was uh, Reverend um, Marion Epright. Wow. So from there. Then I know when I came in 92, yeah. uh, Dr. Ran- uh, Pastor Ransom, he yep. was there. And then the first, the second time I came to the BCC was actually uh, Pastor Ran was uh, appointed to be the, the pastor. Yeah, because he, so, he was he a, was under he was a student or disciple or whatever, Pastor Ransom. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. so, of course, you know, Body of Christ, the, the church was actually called uh, the it Black, was Cultural, Center Black Cultural Worship Center. <laughs> wow. And then it was changed to the Body of Christ uh, Church. Yeah. That's the only church. In Ames now, now, now again, check the records. That is like officially named, uh, recognized as a multiracial, multi-ethnic church. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been some other efforts to uh, create a church like that, but again, mm-hmm. that one I have to throw out Friendship Baptist Church, right, which also right. uh, came, Pastor Moses, uh, Pastor yeah, Knight. Pastor Moses, mm-hmm. but Pastor Terrence Shane, mm-hmm. uh, who was the pastor at that time when we was in undergrad. Uh-huh. And so the cool thing about both of these men of God is that they both uh, married uh, my wife. So Pastor Shane. 
Wayne and Pastor Rand wow. um, officiated our wedding. Wow. And so uh, just the impact of those two uh, individuals. Yeah. Sister Anna, shout out to uh, right. the Lord Shane. That's and right. so yeah. uh, definitely impact, impactful people uh, in my life. Yeah. And I didn't know any of them back. So back when that was all happening, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was still very much Muslim or some version of, of, of pump your fist. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So I was, you know, I, so I didn't really come into all of that until yeah, yeah. like um, like the mid the mid nineties or so or the yeah. mid two thousands or so. So like mm-hmm. the the first time I went to Body of Christ Church, you and Tynes were there and a bunch yep. of, and Gregors and everything, and you were like. What you doing? Yeah, here? I know. <laughs> <laughs> he did. My brother didn't play. He gave it his look like. Wait, what? I'm like, oh, it's over. Treating him like the Apostle it's, Paul. Now, it's, that's the song from Tarsus. It's over. I know. It's over. It's over now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but, yeah. but, and yeah, and Pastor Duran has been, you know, he's a, to me, he's a dear brother yeah. and he yeah. is like, he's just one of the greatest hearts for people that anybody that yeah. I've ever personally yeah. known. That is no you lie, know, That's, that's my man. Yep. So as, as you guys think about this, I, I, I want you to be thinking about uh, some of those challenges and, and, and how you have addressed them and, and would like to address them in the future even. Um, but I think just the nature of bringing these things up and thinking about them, uh, in one regard, people can think about that as being divisive or, or like adding to yeah. <laughs> division, yeah. you know. Uh, but but we know that's not the case, right? And, and and as we do this, our hope is not that things get divided or like there becomes a, a split in things. Mm-hmm. But we do know that if if you don't address the the very thing as it is, there's no place for progress and healing at all, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like this, this, this segment isn't isn't one of, uh, you know, trying to say, man, this is this is the problem, this is that, and that's all. Like, our hope is that is that things continue to move and get and get better, mm-hmm. right? Like, like mm-hmm. that's that's our hope, that's our goal, you know. And and so, as we as we think about these things, how can you how can you identify and talk about some of these challenges uh, in a way that ultimately uh, ends and sheds light on some hope? And we'll we'll end right there. Yeah, um, you know, just like we talked about uh, people who were here before we even knew about this place and the work that they put in in terms of the sacrifices they made, uh, how they advocated for change and to be represented and to treat people <laughs> like the image of God uh, here in Ames, Iowa. Like I said earlier, it's, it's very humbling and, and it's encouraging. Uh, because some, sometimes you can get exhausted mm-hmm. and, you know, you can feel like, you know, uh, you, you've overextended your stay. Mm-hmm. Like I know I've, I've said that uh, <laughs> for the past year or two now. It's right like, on. you know, you're the last brother that won't leave. <laughs> you know, you have an event and you're just hanging out like everybody yeah. else. And, right. Everybody else got in their car and left. And right. You just got that one brother that's just Everyone hanging out. Right. And so I've been feeling like I've overextended my stay. Mm. Uh, but I realize, you know, um, even as we've had our conversations about what it, what it's like to to be in a, especially as a as a black person and as a person of faith, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to realize that, you know, the work is not done overnight. You know, Mm -hmm. if the, the Clintons and the Jacksons were here in the sixties and we talk about, you know, what the Martins and the ships, 
have done in the past and, and talked about the struggles of Jack Trice. We talked about the struggles of college students who've come before us and people who lived in Ames. You know, it's, it's very humbling and, and it's, it's encouraging, it's refreshing. And so we, we have to continue to think about uh, the hope uh, that we have in Christ, um, the hope that we have that what we've done so far up to this point um, has made some impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has turned the dirt over just a little bit in preparation yeah. uh, for growth. Um, like I said, you know, I, I've said this many times, you know, I have to constantly remind myself what Paul said, you know, one plants uh, another waters, but God gets the increase. And so uh, I have to continue to keep that uh, in my uh, forefront and in my thinking in terms of the work that we've attempted to do here in Ames and not get discouraged, but to continue to be uh, encouraged that those who have gone before me have put in work. So I'm just a part of that thread line and and, and I might not see, you know, uh, what I want to see happen in Ames, uh, but I at least have to be encouraged that I just didn't sit by idle and and allow things to happen around me and didn't speak up. Mm. Mm. That's good. 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 Man, for for me, I I think it's a similar thing. And I think, you know, um, and... Yeah, I, for me, I wouldn't say that I'm, for example, I'm I'm ever discouraged, but I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I am tired. Yeah. Um, and because because I mean, yeah, there there's so many things that I feel like when it comes to um, things like equity and how you know and how we you know as 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 people of color and other people are treated around in our community. It seems like we keep starting at 101 or the step one in the conversation. Yeah. And it's because, you know, and it's, well, quite frankly, it's because I I feel like we're breaking the 11th commandment. Mm -hmm. And the 11th commandment is thou shalt not make white folks uncomfortable. Y'all know me. Uh, right I, on, right I, on. I keeps it a buck. I'm just saying. I keeps it a buck. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But here's the thing, though. And what, I, and what I mean by that is I don't, and I, I, I've said this before, but I'll say it often. What I mean is I don't mean people of European descent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean the social, legal, the, the sociocultural mm-hmm. construction of what mm-hmm. this sure. thing called white is. Yeah. Yep. And in that construction... That is always made to be dominant, always made to to be supreme, and is never meant to be questioned. Mm -hmm. So for me in this community, um, you know, I I loved, and I say past tense, I loved this community for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, there are things like I still, I'm a city boy. I miss the city. I want Mm -hmm. a good, you know, a good jazz spot. You know, I want want some better food, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, like some more diversity of options. Um, I want some more things to do that aren't geared toward low college students, you know. Mm -hmm. I want some grown folks things to do in our community. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, And the things that I have always been tired of about this city is how it treats diversity. Like it reacts Mm -hmm. to diversity, Mm -hmm. you know, it reacts to it Mm -hmm. um, because it sees it as abnormal. That's right. Yeah. And so, and so on the one hand, while I love this, while I've loved this city, I despise that about this city. I just Mm -hmm. do, Mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, this this has been a great, safe place to raise my children. Yeah. We built a life here. We built a career here, mm-hmm. you know. But um, because the conversation about equity seems to have touched the third rail, mm-hmm. I think 
this community is shaping up to be a place that is not comfortable or not, I don't want to say comfortable, I'm going to say safe. Yeah. Not safe. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes physically, but definitely emotionally and psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. Not a safe place for diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my problem is I see this first and foremost as a theological problem. Mm-hmm. Like we talked mm-hmm. about in the previous episode, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a theological problem. Yep. And so my starting this conversation in my community was in the church first. That's yep. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and I've been having this conversation in the church, mm-hmm. this one included, mm-hmm. but in the church yep. for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe early on it was clumsy in my language mm-hmm. and whatnot, and maybe yeah. I'm better clarified yeah. in my language. As it should be. Yeah, right. <laughs> As it right. should be. Right. <laughs> but, but the way that our Christian community yeah. is yeah. responding yeah. to diversity in our community, yeah. let's, let's, let's say with the diversity within the church, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me has just been despicable. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. been, it's, it's been, and I don't say despicable like, ooh, I hate y'all. I say right. despicable like, it saddens me. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. I'm sad about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know? I'm sad that my faith in God and in Christ is as deep as it, ha- it has ever been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will never set foot as a member in another church in this community mm-hmm. for as long as I'm in mm-hmm. this community. Mm-hmm. And every person in church within the sound of my voice should be asking yourself why. Right. Right. And it's not because he's mad, he's angry, he's this, he's that. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm looking for a church that's not perfect, yep. but I do demand that you're not hypocritical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I demand that unflinchingly, mm-hmm. and I won't apologize mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. don't be hypocritical. Mm-hmm. you know. And so in our community... I do feel like I've overstayed my welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. grandma used to always say, yeah. right? Baby, know when it's time to go. Know when it's time to go. <laughs> know when it's time yeah. to go. Yeah. And so, and so it's not, you know, it's not hopelessness. It's just emotional fatigue. Yeah. Imagine the physical fatigue, you know, J. Cole, you're an athlete. Imagine mm-hmm. the physical fatigue mm-hmm. of playing your guts out. Mm-hmm. It's fourth quarter. There's still two and a half minutes left. You've been playing most of the game. You've got nothing <laughs> left. Mm-hmm. But you finish the game on sheer adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when that game is done, you just collapse. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So I am I feel like at that point of fatigue because whenever we have these conversations mm-hmm. there is there is listening but the listening always has some pushback to it and the pushback results in whiteness taking taking precedent over over christianness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I feel like so many of my anglo brothers and sisters brothers and sisters of european descent have just Fallen for the idolatry of whiteness, yeah. mm-hmm. and they are, and and whiteness itself is their idol, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so and so I just I, I feel like when we can get rid of that, mm-hmm. and we can have better conversations, you know, Jay. One of the things I appreciate about you, and we're wrapping up our series. I want to say this before we wrap up our yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I'm not a big believer in racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a believer in conciliation mm-hmm. because we haven't been together first to begin with. That's right. You know, um, broadly, I believe that's completely true. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I completely appreciate and, and that I have learned to think about differently from you. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you your flowers mm-hmm. so people can hear them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is thinking about. Don't do it too much. I'm prideful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prideful. Don't do it too much. All right, go ahead, you, go, ahead, go, ahead, really go ahead, go ahead. But, but, but I appreciate it. Oh, stop, 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 stop. stop, stop, stop. stop. I'll stop it one more yeah. time. <laughs> stop it one more time. 
<laughs> so, but what I appreciate about you, bro, is that is that um, what what I you know I have I have thought about that differently, mm-hmm. and you know, and reconciliation isn't one big ball, mm-hmm. or reconciliation isn't one big ball. I still mm-hmm. believe that as the church, yep. we've never been conciled, and, right. and there mm-hmm. and there and there can't there's reconciliation is impossible because mm-hmm. there's never been conciliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that relationships. The relationships of the people of faith yeah. in our community, hmm. there there is a potential for reconciliation because there was once, maybe not complete, but there was once unity there. There yeah. was, you know, mm-hmm. so there there was once conciliation, yeah, yeah. and then things were broken, mm-hmm. and now we have to reconcile and, and, and fix them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just don't think that so many of our brothers and sisters of a different hue mm-hmm. fully, fully, fully want that for— I mean, it, Maybe there's giving things up. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of reasons why there's there, there's a reluctance to do that on terms that aren't their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I want to make one caveat too. I mean, you you mentioned the hypocrisy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the in the church, you know, and, and you know, I've I've wrestled through that as well. And as I as I continue to wrestle through that, right? Like the the fatigue you mentioned is so, so, so real. Yeah. You know? Um but what the Lord has given me and what the Spirit's provoked in me is such a conviction. Yeah. You know, to the point where like <clears throat> I can't like the the hypocrisy that rises in myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's real. uh Operates as as the as the as the as a type of fuel, mm-hmm. you know. How, however faint the fuel yeah. is, yeah. you know, yeah. to persevere mm-hmm. in the place of where I want to blatantly call out mm-hmm. the hypocrisy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. as I keep in view my own fallen shortness, mm-hmm. um, that's what motivates me. Uh, and, and 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 like the you know my own falling shortness, and then the 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 still coming alongside that the Lord does with me, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like that together mm-hmm. is what motivates me to to man mm-hmm. remain steadfast mm-hmm. and continue, uh, and kind of prolongs that sense of adrenaline in the midst of fatigue. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good, like yeah. like you know like I love that analogy, you yeah. know, because it's because yeah. it's so 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 mm-hmm. real. The game ain't over yet. <laughs> the game ain't over yet. The clock is ticking ever so slowly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And as you're bending over on your knees, huffing and puffing, mm-hmm. sweat dripping, looking yeah. at the clock, just mm-hmm. like, you know, what I'm saying it's free throw time. And right. You just like just 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 prolong, you know. But the game will be over. Yeah. And when the game over, when the game's over, you don't fall into like this. You know this 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 vastness of just dark fatigue, mm-hmm. but you fall into glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know the game at the end is won. That's, <laughs> that's good. good. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's it's that's that's what that's what keeps me going. I, I love the end game of Revelation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, you know where it's going. Yeah. And so despite the 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 anger at the hypocrisy, despite the fatigue, despite mm-hmm. the 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 backlash, you mm-hmm. know, after so much progress, you're always mm-hmm. gonna get the backlash. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's yeah. been a phenomenal amount of backlash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. But when we keep the end game 
in mind and in sight, uh, we know that unity, love, reconciliation, or conciliation, mm-hmm. right, right, wins wins out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that is the that is the aim of the spirit. Yeah, that is the aim of our savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we can have, I think, confidence yeah. in yeah. that. Yeah, that's so. good. Well, and there's, I wish, you know, like. I appreciate like your mm-hmm. like the energy of the young Thundercats, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> give yeah. us more, more I, you know, right? Uh-huh. That, that that does give me more energy, yeah. and and I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I wish like you had you had the people at the Body of Christ Church, you know, when you were younger, what whatnot, mm-hmm. whatnot, you know. My Christian experience has always been I've been one of, one of the only me's wherever I go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so and so I just you know I've said I've said to J Cole a lot, man. I I would have given my right arm. Mm-hmm. To have another another you or another mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. when I was in the, in, in, yeah. in, in in those places, yeah, that's right. yeah. you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Yeah. And so and so yeah. So I think your your energy has given me energy, right? Let me say. I want to yeah, yep. real, real quick. I want to mm-hmm. I want to bounce that back at y'all. Yeah. Like yeah. like I I know the distance y'all have gone, right? And like mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said, the young Thundercat. You know, and I'm coming up behind kind of y'all have gone a distance, and you and you've settled on some things, right? <clears throat> and that's perfectly fine, but I want y'all mm-hmm. to know that, like, even though, even even where you've settled, yeah, you might feel like you've settled in a place that's like created some kind of distance and maybe even you know apathy in, in some areas. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel that from y'all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at all. Like yeah. the the way you 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 say, you know, my youthness kind of propels y'all, like. You're you're still propelling me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, if you would have had a a Dr. Jones, you would have had a me, you know. Like in your in your, in your walk coming up, mm-hmm. y'all are that for me. Yeah. still now. <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like it's it's the reason why I'm going. The reason why the podcast has three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The reason why we got some dope merch and y'all getting y'all. It's coming on. It's, it's, on, it's on the it's on the it's on the way. Yes, it's on the way. Yes, right. Is because of the conversations mm-hmm. that we've had at the coffee shops, yep. right? We've had yep. at the restaurants, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, like, just know, um, you guys are forerunning now, mm-hmm. you know, and and we've got the the Wayne Clintons mm-hmm. and the and the Dr. Tom Hills, right, mm-hmm. to look at. That's in a generation above y'all, and mm-hmm. I've got you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and and. There, there, there is no stagnation. Right. It's, it's, it's all moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And so, mm-hmm. like, like I, w- I want to give y'all uh, those flowers and, and that, uh, 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 that hope too. So, yeah, wow. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. Mm. Oh, I was just gonna say, man. And, and again, just to wrap things up, it, one of the things that has been encouraging to me is that we, we have to understand that ministry is bigger than aims. Mm-hmm. And, right. and 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 Jesus constantly uh, teaches us that that you know right. you know even the example I must leave here mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know and, and, and so I want to just encourage encourage you know especially encouraging back to what Abdullah said is that I've always learned you know and again I throw uh, Pastor Rand's name out again just learning from him about ministry is about going through the dust with people mm-hmm. right it's about going through people's messiness right mm-hmm. and and going through that ministry just so they can become a we all can become a better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, said a message that, you know, when you're in a town and they do not receive your message, when they do not receive your word, shake the dust off your feet. He later literally says, shake the dust mm-hmm. off your feet. Mm-hmm. 
And in, and you know, in our language today, we keep it moving, yeah. right? Keep, we keep it moving, keep and moving. it's it's no discredit to, mm-hmm. you know, the exhaustion. It's no discredit to mm-hmm. the tiredness, but sometimes mm-hmm. we have to have wisdom. Uh, to be able to remove ourselves yeah. in order for mm-hmm. uh, better versions to come, right? Yep, that's right. As yep. I said again, one plant, one water. <laughs> and if, we, if we, we're constantly uh-huh. trying to force ourselves to plant and it's mm-hmm. time to water, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll never get to the watering part so <laughs> God right. can get the yep. increase. So we have that's to good. be able to have the wisdom. Really and this is how I encourage myself in the Lord, especially in, in terms of our times yeah. um, uh, right now is that we have to be able to have the, the wisdom to be able to dip at the right time, mm-hmm. to be able to sub out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because there's, we got some more players yeah. <laughs> in this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not solely, yeah. totally dependent on us. Right. Yeah, yeah. We have to understand the, the moves of in and out to, yeah. to be able to sub out. And, and a better, that's okay. And a better bench, yep. you know, <laughs> a better bench. Yep. Dr. J and MJ, yep. uh-huh. and and like like those those were phenomenal a- basketball absolutely. players. Mm-hmm. Yep. But these new th- these new Ooh. players will put them old dudes to shame. <laughs> uh-huh. And Magic was the man. Yes, Dr. J was the man. Yes, but you got Bron Bron coming yep. in, absolutely Come on, killing fools. Yeah, I'm glad y'all recognize. I'm glad y'all recognize. That was just preaching to somebody. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> But that was preaching to somebody. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just preaching to somebody, boy. All right, man. Hey, this this has been uh, this time of Black History Month, yes, man, sir. has been a great time of, man, learning, education, uh, reflection, and an exercise in hope, man. So uh, I really appreciate y'all coming out here doing this thing uh, with me. Uh, man, shout out to to both the audiences on Christian Soldier and the Ambassador mm-hmm. Podcast, man. And uh, we hope y'all are really, really blessed by this, uh, by this series. So thank you guys again for tuning into the Ambassador Podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to discussing more topics in the coming weeks. We hope for you listeners, this has been a helpful resource. And we encourage you to visit our website at www.weareambassador.com where we will have resources for you to dive into. You can head over to our website to send us an email and encourage or an, an engaging conversation with us. You can also sign up for a newsletter where you receive frequent updates or you can partner with us financially as we look to plant and support healthy multi-ethnic churches with the next generation focus. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to the Ambassador Podcast. If you would like to hear more episodes or get more information about the Ambassador, please check out our website at www.weareambassador.com.